the squadron. They called him Bullets. But we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Man, again, I got about 15 stories of uh, female teachers hooking up with students. This did not happen before. What? What is going on? You know, it's two things. It's the explosion of uh, of the porno everywhere, right? In the olden days, what did you have to do if you wanted to go see porno? You'd have to go to some sleazy theater somewhere or actually present yourself to a magazine clerk and put that stuff down. And, you know, he'd look at you and you'd look at him. And uh, very few people were willing to do that. Almost no women, women, no woman was willing to do that. Uh, and then we all have, uh, well, the... Access to just about anything you can imagine in your pocket, and everybody has it kids, adults, everybody. And uh, now you had basically, mm, I, I, I saw a figure once something like 15% of the male population actively looked at porn, pornography in 1980, and now it's something like 70% of the population. 70%. And they got all these crazy categories, of course. And you know, crazy, I say crazy as in, you know, way wild and crazy stuff, you know, and I'm. I'm not being judgy here, uh, but, you know, people have imaginations and, uh, but now those imaginations are categorized and visualized and it's all right there. Then they have that category. What is it? M-I-L-F, right? I'd rather not say what the F is for, but, uh, right, there's that category. And the M-I-L-F, who does that, uh, M-I-L-F hook up with in the, in the video? Usually with, uh, well, Either a stepson or a, uh, you know, somebody who it's taboo. It's got to be taboo for it to have that special oomph, right? Uh, in this, in this crazy world of the, of the porno. And I think that's what's led to, uh, you know, all these headlines, all these headlines all over the place. Uh, everyone's looking at this stuff and then more and more people think about crossing the line. Uh, the latest alleged case of uh, student abuse by a teacher, a female teacher, which seems particularly disturbing, right? I mean, I, but, but I, I think it's totally outrageous. Somebody was telling me, though, recently that, well, you know what? When you think about it, it, it makes a certain amount of sense. I'm like, hello? Well, you know, I mean, you know, they're, everyone's at their peak and this kind of thing and the, the you know... Uh, I did look it up one time. They said that in terms of male virility, virality, whatever it is, um, like 16, 17, 18, those are the peak years, believe it or not. From a biological standpoint, um, you know, there's, they're dopey kids, uh, mentally. Um, some are mature, some less so, most less so. So we have Lydia Pinto. Lydia Pinto was a gym teacher. In, uh, where was this? Brightwater. A New Jersey gym teacher was jailed after a former student detailed their sexual relationship that spanned his high school career. Former Bridgewater Raritan High School teacher Lydia Pinto, 38, was charged November 8th with first degree of aggravated sexual assault and two counts of second degree sexual assault. She was arrested without incident. The Somerset County Police uh, Prosecutor's Office launched an investigation into Pinto's conduct on October 16th. After the Bridgewater Police Department received an anonymous email detailing Pinto's alleged relationship with the student. The victim, now an adult, was identified and interviewed by detectives with the office's sex crimes and child abuse unit on October 26th. Somerset County Prosecutor John P. McDonald wrote Friday in a press release, the victim reportedly engaging in a relationship 
with former teacher Lydia Pinto. Well, uh, now she's a former teacher. They fired her right away. Uh, the victim further reported that the relationship turned sexual when the victim was between the ages of 14 to 15 and continued until the victim's senior year of high school. Wow. I mean, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Um, the sexual activity all took place in the Raritan borough. Pinto coached field hockey and girls lacrosse at the school, per reporting by My Central New Jersey. She taught driver's ed. And uh, the victim is, did we say this, is allegedly a male student. And you know what? They've got algorithms. They, I've, seen, I've seen stories about this, and I've seen studies about this. For whatever reason, uh, these are the most popular stories on the uh, on the Internet. When the New York Post puts them up, click, 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 more than anything else. Certainly more than stories about the budget, right? And the ones that really go over the top, I mean, whoa, is when it's a female student and a female teacher. People are, I mean, it's not that anyone's endorsing that, but it does spark a certain level of interest, you know? And it's, uh, well, the human psyche, it's a strange thing. Often, uh, also in the New York Post, man, what I love it, but I hate it at the same time. Major, major headlines about what Kate Middleton is wearing. Kate Middleton stuns in a skirt and turtleneck. And I'm looking at her and she looks like Kate Middleton. Who is that again? She's married to William. Uh, for whatever reason, she's not the queen, but she's a princess, right? Uh, yeah, she won't be the queen. And the person who's married to the king, King Charles, that's Camilla. She's not even a queen. It's not the king and queen. It's the king and the duchess or the king and the, 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 the queen and the prince, Prince, Prince Philip. He's gone. Um, in my regular life, as I move around, uh, I don't think I've ever heard anyone ever mention the royal family to me out loud. Um, but it is the stuff of, I mean, Netflix, you know, show after show after show about Diana, Princess Diana. I get it. She was unhappy. She was pretty. She, I mean, Charles is a cold fish. There's another, I think this is the 87th miniseries about Diana and how sad she was in Buckingham Palace being married to Charles. What did she expect? I knew Charles was a dud. I was in sixth grade. He's a stiff. He, he was, he's goofy. He looks goofy. He sounds goofy. Uh, she was 19. She wasn't forced into it. And then she runs off with Dodi Dodi Fayed. Now the Fayeds are upset because Dodi is always portrayed as like not a nice guy. And I'm told he was a nice guy. And I'm even told that his father was a very nice guy. Dodi uh, Mohammed Fayed, who ran the great big department store Harrods. And if you've ever been in London, Harrods is the place to go. Um, so that gym teacher stuff. Hey, a major doctor at NYU Langone has been fired. For supporting Israel, for supporting Israel, he posted some stuff online, which, you know, this is still America. You're allowed to do that. And I guess he made the mistake of supporting the good guys over the bad guys. So they fired his ass, um, which is just a horrific thing. NYU Langone fired him for his anti-Hamas post. Now he's suing. The lawsuit filed by the director of a cancer center, he's the director, comes amid a debate over how companies handle employees' public remarks about the Israel-Hamas war. A prominent doctor is suing NYU Langone. Uh, the lawsuit could propel NYU Langone, a major hospital in New York, into a national debate over how much power private institutions have to fire employees over their online postings. 
Laws protecting employees from being fired for what they say or do outside of the office vary widely state by state. The wrongful termination lawsuit was brought by Dr. Benjamin Neal, a cancer biologist whose laboratory at NYU Langone conducts research on breast cancer, ovarian cancer, and treatments for leukemia. Before he was fired, Dr. Neal had reposted a variety of anti-Hamas political cartoons. I'm going to post a few of them right now myself. What the hell? I, I, it, what? You can make fun of Hamas. You can insult Hamas. All right, including with two offensive caricatures of Arab people and messages on the social media platform X, like one that appeared to question the extent of the death toll in Gaza from Israel's relentless bombing campaign. Uh, I don't like to group people together, the Arab thing, but he reposted. It's not like he's drawing these cartoons himself. He is far from the first person to lose his job over public reactions to Hamas's October 7th massacre. I'm using the word massacre. They call it an attack on Israel or Israel's subsequent airstrikes and invasions of Gaza. Journalists have lost jobs. Law students have had job offers rescinded. Palestine Legal, an advocacy group, says it has received over 80 requests since October 7th for help over people's firings. Well, Palestine Legal, when you're on this, I if I were the boss, and I'm not, I would fire anybody who's posting pro-terrorist stuff. Because if you're in favor of the terrorists, uh, I would imagine, you know, you're not to be trusted around work. You're just not to be, I mean, maybe you think violence is the answer. Maybe you think, who knows? I don't want to know. Get lost, quick. Jacqueline in Brooklyn, hello. Oh, Greg, a belated happy Thanksgiving. I hope you and your family had a wonderful day yesterday. Thank you. Um, I would like to comment on what you were speaking about with regard to Cuomo. Uh, I am probably, I'd be surprised if there are too many more people that despise him on the face of the earth more than I do. But I agree with what you're saying. I don't think any man or anyone uh, should be reprimanded or fired or just based on someone's accusation without an investigation into those accusations as to whether or not they're valid. Uh, You destroy people's lives. You destroy people's careers. I know if I had a husband, a son, a boyfriend, a brother, a nephew, I would not want them to be fired and have their lives destroyed based on someone's errant accusations. And I don't think enough women are really speaking out to that. Um, The other thing, if I can, I, I found it very interesting when you were talking about these stories from the Post with these escapades with these school teachers and the students. That's a great um, word for it, escapades. I haven't heard that in a long time. Escapades. Yeah, yeah I like well, that. I, I went to an all-girls Catholic high school, and I graduated in 1983. And I can tell you, it wasn't me. I'm a nice, practicing Catholic woman, but I know of a lot of young ladies in my school that were having affairs with some of the very handsome, young, good-looking teachers in the school. So this is not new. It maybe wasn't as commonplace then as it is now, but it happened. And I don't – this is just my opinion with regard to – Now, hold on issue, a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You say mm-hmm. several? Several? Yeah. Several? Yeah. That I knew of. That you knew <laughs> Several of. that I knew of. I, there probably were more that I wasn't aware of. And I was shocked, to be completely honest with you, because I was like, 
stupid and innocent and naive when I was young, and I was shocked. I I, I really couldn't believe it. But I'm, yeah. uh, I'm still a little shocked. Yep. Yep. And, and I wouldn't expect it from an all-girls Catholic high school, but it went on. It definitely went on. Um, the other thing I wanted to say, and this is just my opinion, there's no basis for this, but with regard to these female school teachers having these affairs with these young teenage boys, the Mrs. Robinson thing uh, comes to mind. And I could be mistaken, but men do not seem to be stepping up to the plate. Men, so, wait, wait, wait. What was that last about, about the plate? What? When, uh, men do not seem to be stepping up to the plate. You know, women are looking for relationships. They're looking for maybe just, you know, sexual relationships. When I went to dinner yesterday, uh, there were two tables of four women that looked to be in my age group. Not one man at that table. I don't know what their circumstances are, but. No, I, I hear think, you. I hear you. You see it on Saturday night a lot. You see it Saturday yeah. night. You see all the girls out with each other. And then, um, but I will say this, a lot of these teachers almost invariably actually are married. They're married. She was married. Uh, reportedly this, uh, this Pinto was married. Uh, that doesn't seem, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but I hear you. Yeah. It's kind of, and men are be, what, what, what have we become infantilized and, you know, hookup culture and, you know, you used to have to get married to have sex. That was, that was right. half of it for crying out loud. You couldn't check into a hotel unless you were married. And now, uh, you know, boy, oh boy, you know, and it just, just keep swiping that app and hook up and hook up and hook up. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it's ultimately damaging. It's ultimately yeah. very damaging. And quite frankly, look, I, uh, you know, I, I, I went through my, uh, that I've, uh, you know, I'm not throwing stones. Let me just put it that way. Okay. I know, mm-hmm. I know what it's like. Well, Jack, excuse me. You raised a lot of great points. Um, the bottom line is what? Well, I think it all boils down to something very basic. And I know you're a practicing Christian. I don't know if you're, you know, Catholic, but um, breakdown of the family, you know, values. People don't have the same values. And I'm not accusing men. It's not just men. It's women, too. Um, People don't have any moral values anymore. They don't have any family values anymore. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Anything goes. Everything goes. People are free to do whatever they want, be who they want to be. You know, it's it's just the overall breakdown of society. I think. Well, listen, all hope is not lost. You know what I mean? And uh, no. and and just any uh, you know, we can uh, we can fight back. We can uh, remind people, remind ourselves. We could lead by example. We can forgive. You know, gosh, you yes. know, yeah, we can forgive others, others, others. Million things we can do. Number one, get closer to God. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Well. Uh, but you know what, day in and day out, if you look at it, you know, society is still kind of, uh, I don't know what I want to, sometimes I want to say society is overall good, but, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm Jacqueline, have a great holiday. I'll be back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
Hey, this is always an adventure. Uh, Joe Biden is taking questions from the press up in Nantucket, where he's on vacation. Let's uh, turn up the volume. I'm hearing a lot, but I'm not going to speak to it right now. There's an overwhelming desire on the part of the region to let me back up. I'm, I cannot prove what I'm about to say. But I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did was they knew that I was working very closely with the Saudis and others in the region to bring peace to the region by having recognition of Israel and Israel's right to exist. You may recall when we did the G20 about a little while ago, I was able to get a resolution, a, a, a statement passed through there saying we're going to build a railroad from Riyadh all the way through the Middle East into into Saudi Arabia, Israel, et cetera, and all the way up to Europe. Not the, not the railroad, but it would be an underground pipeline and huh? then railroad. The whole idea is he said railroad. overwhelming interest, and I think most Arab nations know it, in coordinating with one another to change the dynamic. In all the right, region. I'm confused. Stop. Uh, <laughs> he did make all kinds of news when he talked about a railroad. Actually, he's walking away from the podium now. So we got uh, about 13 uh, hostages out and uh, it's unclear to me if any of them are American, by the way. Joe in Brookhaven, yes. Greg, ha- happy uh, Thanksgiving to your family. Hope you had a good time. Listen, I agree with you on a lot of things. Como, I think the guy's a sleazeball. I don't see, and there was an investigation. That woman didn't know that. You should have told her that. There was. It was a four-month investigation, four independent lawyers. By, by, wait, 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 no, 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 no. By Letitia James. You trust her? You trust her? And she ran, and she turned around and ran. She turned around and ran for governor. Remember that? Hey, yeah, wait a minute. You, no, Joe, 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 no, Joe, no, Joe. All right, those those lawyers you're talking about, they found this to be proof of sexual harassment. You ready for this? I think we, I think I actually have this. Uh, yeah, when he gets the COVID test, you're about to hear uh, sexual harassment of. Uh, oh shoot! Actually, stick around, Joe. I'm going to play this right after the break. I have to take a quick one. Uh, for, listen to you, four independent lawyers. <laughs> four, you can hire a lawyer to get whatever you want done, done. All right? Doesn't, no, nobody's independent. Depends who's paying you, especially when they... Anyway, uh, Letitia James, the one who went after Trump and Trump's family. You trust her? Really? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, to the guy who just uh, who called in and said, oh, that was a big uh, commission and a big report and all those lawyers, and they found out that uh, Andrew Cuomo was a predator. Well, uh, <laughs> it was a phony report, phony allegations, zero proof, and here's proof of the zero proof. Um, at one point in the middle of COVID, you know, remember those dopey press conferences you used to do that went on for two hours? You know, at this point, the number of fatalities, you know, just the went on and on and on. He was really in love with himself. Uh, and he was definitely high on his own supply. Uh, and he gets a COVID test on live TV 
It's on national television, mind you. So we all miss this because this is what you're about to hear is an example of sexual harassment. And the woman, the doctor, she's referred to as a survivor, as a survivor. So you're about to witness what Letitia James officially labeled and the national media officially labeled as sexual harassment. He's he's sitting at a table and then he gets up and there's a doctor standing there who's ready to give him the, the test. Go ahead. I'm going to show you how fast and easy it is to take a test and demonstrate why there should be no reluctance. This is Dr. Elizabeth Dufort, who is in the appropriate PPE wear. Nice to see you, doctor. You make that gown look good. Head up a little bit. Head up. Close your eyes. Close my eyes. Why do I need to close my eyes? You can question the doctor. That's okay. Why do I need to close my eyes? For comfort. comfort. It might make you tear a little bit. Okay. If I fall asleep? <laughs> then we'll have you sit down. Big sticks going up his nose? Yeah. That's it. Okay. Nothing else. That's it. Told you. Thank you very much, doctor. All right. So what did you hear? Did you hear anything weird? Did you see anything funny? No, of course not, right? Well, you couldn't see it, but I'm telling you, he didn't touch her. He's standing about a foot, two feet away from her. She sticks a big uh, swab up his nose. Remember after in the aftermath, uh, what's his name? Chris was making fun of him with the big giant Q-tip. Well, the part where he says, you make that gown look good, that's actually in the report, that that was an inappropriate remark, and she felt marginalized as a woman, and she felt harassed, and she, all these things. That's how phony that report was. And then I, they got these pictures of him. Other women come forward and say, oh, he groped me at this party. He did this. He did that. Then they find the actual photographic, uh, what actually went down. He's, he's, he's shaking hands like the Queen of England. You know what I mean? You know, when like, yeah, like very, a very dainty type of shake. So it was basically nothing. Um, and I, I just think it's a, a huge injustice. Um, in addition to the injustice he carried out, right, and all those poor people put in the nursing homes, that's on him, and we haven't gotten to the bottom of it, and there's been minimal press scrutiny. Hey, what's up with letting the cop killers out of jail on parole? 38 cop killers have been paroled in New York State in the past six years, including this uh, guy, uh, Bruce Lorick. Wait a second. Yeah, Bruce Lorick. He was on lifetime parole for the 1980 murder of NYPD officer Joseph Keegan, and he's been arrested for stealing $286 worth of stuff from a drugstore. Um, Lorick was 22 on June 19, 1980, when he tried to evade the fare at the 59th Street Columbus Circle Station, prompting the 41-year-old on-duty cop to jump into action, Officer Keegan. And he was shot and killed, uh, Lorick turned on Keegan, grabbing the officer's gun and shooting him in the head before fleeing into Central Park. Now, the family doesn't want this guy, didn't want this guy paroled. He was sentenced to 25 years to life on a second-degree murder charge and spent nearly 40 years in state prison from June of 1981 till April of 2021. And now he's out there committing crimes. Um, This guy needs to be back in the slammer. Oh, he's also Internet dating. He's doing a lot of Internet dating. Hello, Ridley from Philadelphia. Craig, how you doing, brother? Listen, I got bear with me. I am a disabled veteran. I get to be with you personally 
on this radio every day. I have the ability to do that. To <laughs> sitting here on hold, it's like your brain just goes everywhere when you hear the stories. I want to say that, first of all, I, I excuse me one second. I'm on the phone. All right. Come on, pal. No, hold on. Hold on. My sister's upstairs. So I just want to say that, I, like, I'm so upset. I'm an avid NASCAR fan. So I just want to say let's go, Brandon, because you played the popcorn vendor. All right. In that. I appreciate that, it. So what's on your mind right now? With me. Right now, so I want to talk to you about the porn thing because you touched my heart there. Uh, I'm talking to you. I'm sure you're aware of every man's battle, um, the Bible man that you seem to talk about, and that's great. That's awesome. I called Giuliani about uh, two weeks ago, and I said, then the only way you can know how the sewer smells like is to be in that sewer or have gone in that sewer. And the porn industry is a degradation to women. It is disgusting. It has become a a mockery of, of just about everything that's good. And the only way you know that is if you've been there. I hey, think wait a second. Of... You were a porn star? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a mustache and everything. Yep, yep. Are you serious? No, dude. Are you kidding me? Come well, on. I, listen, all right. Please. You said you were in the in the sewer. I thought for you know. All right. So what's the so what's up? It's a terrible industry. We know that. Terrible, terrible. Helps a lot of people. I think that one of the reasons that the 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 porn hubs and the God knows whatever they're else called get to do what they do is because so many people from Como to Shlomo have seen porn. I guarantee you, you have, because I can tell by the way you've talked, and they're embarrassed to admit it. I'm well, I mean, wait a second. I mean, I've admitted it, all right? I have, uh, yeah, I've admitted it. I'm not, you don't have to read between the lines, all right? I mean, I have, and uh, yes, I understand. And uh, so I understand all about this stuff. And uh, it's ultimate, yeah, you, it can titillate, but it's ultimately damaging. But, yeah, keep going. Let me finish. Yeah, okay, so I, I said that to... to the blessed Mayor Giuliani, and I, I was serious about it. You got to be in there. You don't know what it's like to be. I've been in a sewer. Rats, roaches. It's disgusting. And this porn industry is the same way. So when someone like me is talking about it, every man's battle. We need to fight back. I want to also say to the lady that called a few two callers ago. I think it was. She said men need to step up. Men need to step up. In this field that I'm talking about right now, and let me just let you in on a bylaw of the Proud Boys, men need to step up. And whether we're stepping up to take care of our wives and our families, or we're stepping up to be a penny on the floor of a daggone subway car, and I think you're getting my meaning, we need to step up. And that's what we're all about. But that's a whole other issue. Well, listen, let me just say this. The Proud Boys, all right, anybody gets nervous when the Proud Boys come up. They're not white supremacists, okay? They have been so lied about and maligned. Uh, look, yeah, I, I, people do have to step up. But I feel like it's going to take a cataclysmic event. You know, it's not just going to happen. Uh, something's going to happen that's going to motivate people to straighten out, straighten up. Get closer to God. I don't know what that is, but it's going to be something's going to happen. Don't you feel like I feel like, uh, you know, lectures and talking to people and just say, hey, we got to step up. That's not going to cut it. I don't know. Maybe it will one person at a time. Something big is going to happen, right? 
I've been a firefighter. I've smelled blood. I've seen. Hey, do me a favor, Ridley. I like you, but stop saying let me finish. All right. You sound like uh, George W. Bush, George W. Bush talking to John McCain at a debate. Let me finish. All right. I'm letting you finish. But don't say let me finish. All right. I I, I get to say things on the Greg Kelly show. And uh, that's how I feel about uh, what you just said. All right. Wrap it up. Forgive me. Forgive me because I don't mean to disrespect you. I um. I just had to say this because that industry is disgusting and men need to step up. And that's what the Proud Boys are about. We've gotten a bad rap and it's just disgusting. And a personal friend of mine who I helped paint his house talking with him is in jail for nothing other than a political piece of trash. And he's not a piece of trash. And this whole system is, it's just ridiculous. And, and partially that senile, Popcorn vendor is responsible. Uh, are you talking about Enrique Tarrio? Is that your friend whose house you no, painted? No, I'm talking about Joe Biden. No, 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 no. I know that, the popcorn vendor, but the guy whose house no, you painted. Not, no, I am not talking about Enrique Tarrio. I'm not talking about Enrique. Right. You want me to give you the guy's name? Nah, that's all right. Uh, Ridley, I appreciate it. Uh, keep it up. Uh, people do have to step up. And uh, Yeah, actually, I'm sorry. I take that back. What is the guy's name? Zach. Uh, Zach who? Real. Uh, I think I've heard that name, yeah. And I don't think he hurt anybody or broke anything that day. i got to look it up. Hey, Ridley, uh, yeah, you're not wrong, but I feel like it's going to take something, you know, other than going around telling men to step up. That's not going to work, right? Matt, is that going to work? You know, hey, Matt, you got to step up. Hey, Greg Kelly, you got to step up. Is that going to do it? Well, I've already stepped up in many ways. I have kind of stepped up, but I'm not – uh Still, still, there's temptation everywhere. All right. Thank you, Ridley. Uh, good stuff. And I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hmm. Yes, it is, isn't it? Uh, happy post Thanksgiving. Uh, what a great, great day, actually. Thanksgiving is a nice day. The day after is kind of a nice day. Very chillax. Uh, not much in the way of uh, stuff going on. You can sit around and not do that much and not feel guilty about it. Uh, it's kind of like my second favorite time of year. What else do I like? I like that time between Christmas and New Year's. Talk about the Twilight Zone, right? You don't know what day it is. You don't know what time it is. It's just a really interesting moment where the whole planet seems to be uh, sitting still. Uh, that's fabulous. Uh, hey, Oscar Pistorius is getting out of jail. Anybody remember him? Oscar Pistorius, the South African hothead with no legs, who was a very good competitive runner somehow with those little skis he gave himself. And uh, I think he was in the Olympics. Uh, and a lot of folks thought he was cheating because those, uh, those artificial feet seemed to be quite springy and maybe gave him an advantage. Anyway, uh, he was a well-known hothead, short fuse weirdo, and um, shot his girlfriend because he thought his house was being robbed. It really didn't make any sense. Uh, in my opinion, he probably wanted the girlfriend dead and shot her, but uh, somehow they believed his story, so he got convicted of manslaughter. When was this, about eight years ago, something like that? Yeah, and now he's getting out. Oscar Pistorius in in South Africa. Uh, I, I did read a column. Somebody said he knew that this was going to happen because he was – Look, I'm a Second Amendment guy, and I like guns, you know what I mean? But this guy was a gun nut, all right, a little bit over the top with the guns 
and shooting and reckless. And, you know, it wasn't the first time he fired the gun in his house and just a, a bit of a maniac there. All right. Uh, so in honor of uh, you guys and uh, uh, what are we going to do this weekend? Huh? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? My girls, my little girls, we went to the. Uh, the parade yesterday. Well, actually, I didn't. Uh, they, they, uh, they went with the babysitter. I would have gone, but I slept in late yesterday. And when I woke up, they were already over there. I was a bit worried about, well, you know, Hamas people going crazy and throwing blood and all that stuff. But they weren't near there, and they got out just fine. Let me go. Uh, oh, all right. I, uh, oh, Barbara, hello. Hi, Greg. I'm glad you had a nice Thanksgiving and that your girls got to see the parade. That's wonderful. I, I heard you talking about the teachers again, the teachers having affairs with students. And I feel this all goes back to the widespread introduction of birth control pills back in about 1965 in this country. Because when birth control pills came in and they hit the college campuses like an atomic bomb, set off a tsunami of what had previously been considered immoral behavior and completely devastated respect for relationships, for intimacy, for trust, for faithfulness. And it gradually, and not too slowly, but it worked its way into the families. There were massive increases in divorces, breakups of families, you know, single, single parents. And just from there, we have gone down the rabbit hole from bad to worse to worse but i think that's where it started with the introduction of the birth control pill if you look back at the timeline mm, that's interesting now uh that is interesting it makes total sense to me but let's face it we need that birth control pill right well i don't know there are differing opinions on that what we what we need more than anything is people to make responsible adult decisions about their bodies, about their relationships, and about their morals. That's what we need more than we need any pill in this world. And if we had that, if we had a resurgence of morals, of respect, of trust, and of love for ourselves and each other and for God, we wouldn't have the problems that we have now, that's for sure. Yeah. There would always be problems, but not like there are now. So so beautiful, your observations, and so interesting, too, about the birth control. It all goes back to the birth control pill. I mean, let's face it, as a society, we weren't so sex-obsessed. I mean, people had sex, of course, and, you know, the, the race continued via sex. I'm looking at a bunch of people on the street right now. Every single one of them conceived via a sex act. You ever think of it that way? It's kind of interesting. But uh, we weren't sex-obsessed as a society, and now everything is so sexualized. And poor girls, poor girls are like prostitutes on this Instagram, right? Right. Oh, my gosh. And I see these young girls who think that they have to behave this way and dress this way and act this way if they're going to be accepted by their peers. What kind of society have we allowed to develop with this when these young, innocent children become sexualized at such early ages and become traumatized by it? And often become ostracized if they don't become involved oh. in what other friends are involved in. I know. You know, you've got this ahead of you with your daughters, and you certainly will be dealing with it. Every parent 
deals with it. Every parent has to think about it when their children are very young and plan their strategy and their plan to protect their children, to protect the child's integrity, to protect that child's respect for themselves and respect for others and to, to make sure that child has morality and faith to help them with what they will be facing in their life. Barbara, thank you so much for the words of wisdom and caution. Thank you as always. Amazing, amazing. I gotta, I gotta come up with a plan. Thank you, Barbara, to be continued. Yes. Brian in Cleveland, yeah. Hey, uh, been a while, Greg. Uh, I wanted to tell you, I'm sure you know this, but you and James Flippin are a better radio duo than Howard and Robin were back in the day. Nah. Eh. Eh. Nah. I like James fine, but uh nah. He he he, well, he he must have invited you to his Thanksgiving party. No. Oh. Well what's wrong with him? He's fine, but you know, he's it's not Howard and Robin. And I'm not changing hey. this show, Brian. I can't stand it when people come in. You know what you should do? You need a co host. Why don't you make no. him the co host? I don't know. Oh, that's kind of the direction you're going in, Brian. No, not at no, all. I, I don't not. know, Brian. Listen, Robin and Howard, special. that was radio platinum. Platinum. Uh, and a big part of it, let's face it. Oh, I get it in a way, because Robin was black. And back then, it gave Howard, you know, a white Jewish man, a bit more freedom. And, you know, a, a bit more cover to go places. And James Slippin, being a gay man arguably gives me a bit more uh, freedom and latitude, right? I don't think so. I think that you guys have a, a, a natural chemistry that All right. comes through. But it does, it does, I mean, I can actually do that. Hey, man, thanks for calling again, and happy Thanksgiving. I, um, yeah, I think, uh, but I don't really need that anymore. I decided I don't need cover. I don't. I'm not going to just, and people do this all the time, especially in conservative media. They want to talk about issues in, involving the black community, well, they got to find a black conservative to give them permission to talk about it, or we need a gay person to give one permission to talk. About it. No, I don't. I just talk about it. Barack Obama was supposed to carry that conversation and change America. He didn't. He's a coward. So I'm not sitting around waiting for anybody. But anyway, I know that's not your larger point. I love James Flippin, although I did not get invited to any Thanksgiving party. But you know, we both have family. He knows that. All right, let me uh, – oh, Joe, yeah, listen, I'm not really interested. You know how I feel. I already played the sound. Uh, you know what I mean, Joe? So we'll leave it at that. Robert in the Bronx, yes, sir. Hey, Greg, how are you? Good. Okay, uh, I wanted to bring up a subject that's been gnawing at me. you got to go quick because we're almost done with the show. Okay. Okay, well, media has been harping on all the negativities of life day after day after day, and I'm already had it to – to my top of my head, and I see everybody else getting fed up with the negativity of all the news. I think we need to take a break. We need like a break for a month of December to regroup for the new year. A so break from what? A break from what? From the negativity of the news. Uh, I still need you watching the news. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Robert, keep thinking those thoughts. I don't think you can hide from the news. Too much news is a bad thing. But happy Thanksgiving, post plus one. Thank you all, especially to my family, Judith and Elise, uh, little Lini, and my mom and dad, Raymond and Veronica, married 60 years in about two weeks. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 